In response to drought, DWR officials are one, increasing the limits of that anglers can take fish home, and then two, changing where they're stocking the fish. Good Wednesday morning, and welcome back to The Daily Buzz. I'm Dayton Olander. The years-long mega-drought that has enveloped the western U.S. has slowly led to change in Utah, both in terms of laws coming from the state legislature and residents' personal habits. However, one change that might surprise you is the way it's affected the Beehive State's recreational fishing industry. Reporter Jessica Miller and editor Jeff Parrott dug into fish stocking data from recent years and now join the podcast to discuss what they found. Jessica Miller, welcome to The Daily Buzz. Thanks so much for having me. So we worked uh, the last, I don't know, month on a story about fish stocking in Utah and how it's changed um, a little different than both of our beats. Uh, me, who normally is editing political stories here at the Tribune, and you normally cover what? Mostly criminal justice and policing issues. So this is something that's new for both of us, I think. Wildly unrelated, seemingly. Just nice. Sometimes it's good to be well-rounded. Uh, but I think we got into the story one out of an interest in fly fishing, and two, we do hear a lot from DWR about fly fishing in the press, right? Yeah, we get a lot of press releases from DWR, and I always like to read them because they're always talking about fishing or you know wildlife management, and it's it's interesting. But there was, I kept getting a lot of press releases about how they were reducing stocking, fish stocking in certain areas because of drought. And so I happened to teach a, a data course a while ago to our staff and I had actually used that fish stocking data to, um, to, to teach data analysis to our staff. And so after seeing so many of these press releases, I wanted to actually dig into the data to see you know, whether we can measure the changes of how, uh, of how DWR is adjusting the way that they're stocking fish in response to the extreme drought that started last year. And some of those news releases, I remember, like, I also, like, was interested in, but, like, was also kind of dismissive of some of them because it was increasing fishing limits at places. Like, I'm a catch and release fly fisherman. I think you mostly are too. And so I was just, you know, like as an angler, I just kind of like, all right, that doesn't affect me. Um, but it does. And I think that's kind of what the story showed um, that the state has changed its behavior. Can you go through that data and like what we found? Yeah. So the state every year stocks just millions and millions of fish, like between nine and 10 million fish in Utah waterways every year. And so um, that's a lot of the fish that we're all catching when we go out on rivers or reservoirs. And so what I found looking at the data, well, I should back up a little bit and say that in response to drought, DWR officials are one, increasing the limits of that anglers can take fish home, and then two, changing where they're stocking fish. And so what I did was look at the those reservoirs where the limit increases or the limits were increased. And I looked at that data specifically and found that on average, they stocked 51% less fish last year during the drought at those places than they did um, the five years before on average. So it def the data bears out to exactly what they've been telling us, you know, that they are changing their, their patterns and behaviors. And, you know, those fish aren't, they're going somewhere else. They're not stocking less fish, but the fish that aren't going into these reservoirs that are drying up, 
you know, early in the season, they're going to deeper reservoirs that have more space, that have the oxygen and the cooler water that um, particularly trout need to, to survive. One of the things that was really interesting to me as we were reporting this out was I kind of assumed the stocking program here in the state was half kind of like conservation and like saving endangered species and maybe half like supporting the angler experience. Uh, but I think nearly everyone at the state told us that it's actually nearly all angler experience, right? Yeah, that's right. I was surprised to learn that too, because I guess, like I said, I, or you said, I probably thought that there was you know, it was about the habitats and, you know, endangered species. And there is a piece of that, that obviously they do need to consider that. But the primary goal they told us is basically to have good angling experience. And so a lot of the fish that they stock are fish that we all want to catch. They're, you know, 11, 12 inch rainbow trout that are pretty much, you know, the second they hit the reservoir, they're a catchable size and they're there for us. And of course there are these trout species that are sterile, that they're, they don't serve any other purpose besides for us to catch them and maybe take them home and eat them. Then we're like created species, right? Like tiger trout, which is, you know, a mix between two different kinds of trout. And, mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, like that was really super interesting that, uh, you kind of brought up these sterile fish. Like they're not there for essentially like necessarily the environment they are there for Utah anglers. Um, one of the other interesting points I remember from that data was how the license sales had changed, especially during the pandemic. Um, the few years leading up to the pandemic, the state was selling what around like 300 or 305,000 licenses a year. Mm -hmm. And that jumped to what? I think like nearly four, over 400,000. Yeah, over 400,000. They the the state kind of called this the, uh, the pandemic bump, right? Like they just had so much more license sales in 2020 because I guess there wasn't much for us all to do. We were all stuck at home in quarantine. And so apparently 100,000 more people decided to give fishing a try. But uh, looking at the data in 2021, that has kind of normalized a little bit. It's, uh, I think, somewhere around 315,000 licenses. So it's more than pre-2020, but not nearly as high as the numbers that they saw in 2020. I'll be interested to see what happens with this year's data. Like, I wondered if it's leveled off even more or if those like 315K like enjoyed it and want to do it again. You know, like it'll be interesting to see what the, if the data keeps going down or if it stays steady. Well, there's so many people moving here. I'm sure that the license sales are just going to keep increasing as our population continues to grow. Which also impacts water and water use, right? And so exactly. All right. So part of this reporting, Jessica, we made a trip with one of our photographers, Trent, up to Smith and Morehouse Reservoir uh, in the Uintas. Um, we were delayed a little bit by what was a cattle drive coming up, yeah. the, coming up the, the, I guess the drive there to Smith and Morehouse. Uh, but this is where we got a chance to see the state stocking about 2000 rainbow trout. Um, we have some great photos of that. We have some great videos. Uh, I remember you being a bit surprised by the stocking process. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So our photographer had told me like, get in the water, like make a video for us. And I wasn't ready to, I wasn't quite prepared to be in the water, but whatever, you just do it. You take your shoes off, you get in. But then, you know, when you're standing in the water and there's 2000 fish being flung out at you, uh, out of a tank, um, 
it feels kind of weird to have all those fish swimming around your feet and you're trying, you know, you're looking at your phone, trying to take a good video as you can just feel all these fish around. So apologies if you watch the video, I think you literally can hear me like screaming in it, but the video is really cool. You should go check it out. <laughs> they were decent sized fish, like swimming around, you know, like your legs. It's like 10 inch, 2010 inch trout just being like jettisoned into the reservoir. Um, some are smarter than others, right? Some of them knew like, go to the reservoir. This is my new home. Some of them were just like flopping on the boat ramp. I think you picked one up and tried to put it back in the water or something or kind of flicked it back. Like there were definitely some fish you could tell this was their first time out of the hatchery. They were not so good at figuring out what direction to be going. <laughs> Thanks, you two. As always, you can read Jessica and Jeff's story at sltrib.com. And on Tuesday, the Utah Senate Judicial Confirmation Committee voted unanimously to advance Jill Pullman, Governor Spencer Cox's appointment to the Utah Supreme Court. Pullman's nomination will now head to the entire state Senate for approval. If Pullman is confirmed, it will be the first time the Beehive State's highest court has been made up of a female majority. And that's it for today. I want to give a huge shout out to the Pelicans for our music. We'll be back with more news tomorrow.